Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to roll! He's taken another one, and another, and Howard Foster has stopped it! Wow! That is going to be controversial! That's a crunching right hand, and that must finish it! It must finish it! Taylor trying to catch himself, using his jab, eats a right hand, another right hand! Hello and welcome again to Raps on TV. Uh, we're here to discuss the latest news in boxing this week. It's been a busy weekend for all of us and uh, a probably enjoyable one for us fans. So I'm here with our panellist, Inam, and we also have a special guest, uh, Gary Logan. So Inam, do you want to say hello? Yeah, hello everyone. Just want to say thank you for joining us again for the barnstorming build-up to mm-hmm. a barnstorming fight. Yeah, guys, it's an um, absolute pleasure to be here as well. Talk about all the great fights of the weekend, uh, you know, it's a good time, really good times in boxing at the moment, and uh, it's glad that we've all got a voice to put to it, and uh, you know, Perfect. give it give it a new perspective, sort of thing. And that's that's what we want to do here on Raps on TV, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, very very kind. And as 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 Inam has said, thank you very much for joining us, Gary Logan. Mm, pleasure. Happy to have you part of the team as well. You know, to discuss the best in boxing and just what's been going on uh, on on a consistent basis. Mm. Um, and you know yourself, you've got had a good career. You know, over 40, uh, 42 fights um, as a professional boxer. So mm. we know you're going to give us some great analysis into what fighters go through and in your current role as being a, a, a trainer, mm. going to be a coach. I think it's going to get some great technical analysis in that as well. So um, we're going to start the show, guys. Um, so we all know there was a lot of anticipation to a big fight between two domestic fighters uh, by the name of Dillian White and Derek Chisora. Um, we saw how that went down in the press conference with tables and Eddie Hearn, Eddie Hearn doing a bit of a dance there. So um, it was a great fight. And then what did you think of the fight? Yeah, I mean, the, <clears throat> the fight justified the build-up, I thought. You know, mm. a, lot, a lot of people, they t- tend to say, you know, when a, you have a massive build-up like the Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao fight, you know, they might have a bit of a letdown. But this this was a phenomenal fight. I mean, I, I thought it would be because I'm thinking... Derek Chisora, you know, if, if he doesn't do well in this fight, he's finished, his career's mm. finished. And he's, you know, training with people like Povetkin, I'm thinking, this guy's serious, you know. And, and what I'm thinking is, like, Dylan White hasn't fought someone, besides Joshua, hasn't fought mm. someone of Chisora's experience. So I thought that would come into it, and I yeah. think it did come into it to make it the mm. fight that he was. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was um, Dillian's first fight other than Joshua. So you look in all the fights that he's had, he's fought two real fighters, guys that, you know, not come to lay down or anything. These guys have actually come to win. And obviously, um, as we know from all the pre-fight build-up, that Derek was motivated for this one. Yeah. Um, and I spoke to Don Charles a few weeks before, and he did say to me, yeah, Gary, I got a few surprises. And he was, he, the number one surprise was how often Derek... Um, Landed the jab, yeah. and how often Dillian couldn't find a way around it. Yeah. Um, problem was D- Derek didn't use the jab enough. Yeah, you and know? To, to that point, um, and it's a question for both of you. Do you felt that sh- who seemed the more the fighter that was seemed to feel the pain the most? So you know, I look at some of the punches that she's always mm. throwing, especially to the body, and mm. then I look at what White threw against him. There were some big punches, but in my opinion, I felt uh, she's always lit off the power, more powerful punches. Mm. What, what was your thoughts on that? Um. I think he let off the more powerful punches, but to be honest, 
and this might sound controversial, I don't think either of them are in the elite of heavyweight whackers. Mm. I really don't. I think yeah. they're solid yeah. punchers yeah. at the levels that they've boxed at and been successful at. Mm-hmm. Um, when they've actually had to go up a level, they've never, you know, Derek never hurt Vitali. Um, and Dillian stunned Joshua mm. once. Um, and we never saw it again. Yeah. So, you know, is it a case of Joshua getting a quick, getting a shock or Joshua not being able to take a shot? As some people have said, I'm not sure if I believe that. But um, the next few fights will really tell us what we need to know about Dillian. Mm. Are um, when he when he goes up to that level again, will he hurt these guys? Can he stop these guys? Because um, he hasn't done so so far. I mean. Um, the Lewison fight was more a stoppage of fatigue and Lewison's eye closing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and Lewison was out of shape. Yeah. Dave, um, Dave Allen as well. You know, Dave Allen as well. Went 10 rounds with that Dave Allen. And realistically, you know, you know, I know Dillian. I, I know I know the great work ethic that he's got. Mm-hmm. You know, but sometimes you got you got to say it for what it is. At, at elite heavyweight level, he's not whacking as hard. As, as he needs to, yeah, you know. But he's brought, he, you know, the other night he brought so many other things to the table, the really good short inside shots, yeah, you know, which I did, I did find that quite impressive. Yeah. But those short inside shots <clears throat> didn't stop Derek doing what he wanted to do. No. That's the problem. Yeah, that was really the problem. They did not stop Derek coming on yeah. and coming on and coming on. Yeah. You know, and in my mind, I had Derek just winning. Mm-hmm. But when they lifted Dillian's hand, I wasn't surprised. It was it was one of those ones where I think Derek should get it, but if he doesn't, I wouldn't start screaming from the houses. Yeah, it was know? a close fight. Mm. And how did you score the fight? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I did by Derek with two rounds as two well. Rounds. Mm. Yeah, and going back to your previous question, I, I thought Derek did land the heaviest shots compared to Dillian's shots. You know, I, mm. I thought he rocked Dillian on three occasions. Mm. And around the last 12th, 12th round, mm. in the you know last few seconds, you know, he really landed a heavy heavy blow on mm. Dillian. I don't know if you can recall that, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so of the two, I think Derek Chisora probably was landing the heaviest shots. Mm. Um, in terms of who won the fight, I mean, we, you know, we, we ran a poll. Um, you know, and our poll said, you know, 74, 75 mm. percent of, 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 of the fans that voted said uh, Derek Chisora won. Mm. And that's reflective of a number of polls. You know, I mean, I saw yeah. another number two polls. One was in the region of 80 percent of the fans thought Chisora yeah. won. And another yeah. one was 75 percent. Yeah. OK. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, very interesting. So as we know, this is a big, big topic and it's a big show. Um, we're going to go to the we're going to open up the lines um, as you guys are all calling in. So we've got one caller on the line at the moment. Um, so we're going to go straight out to two three zero two three zero. The line is all yours. Hello. Hi guys, my name is Sonia. Hi, is that Sonia? Yes, yes, that's Sonia. Hi, how are you doing, Sonia? Hi, thanks I'm for calling in. Thanks. thanks for thanks for calling in. Um, what have we got to tell us about the the weekend's action? Um, you know, uh, I just wanted to have a bit of a comment about um, the fighter, Joshua Molina. Okay. Um, I'd like to know what is your opinion. Sorry, guys, I'm in the street, but I'd like to know what is your opinion because do you think it's really fair for the fans when they're, they're paying a pay-per-view or they're buying tickets and you see that type of, of fight where, really, like, it was a walk in the park for, for Joshua. It was a very good <laughs> point. Uh... And do you, do you really think that 
when Ernst sees that type of fight, is it, I mean, the undercard was fact. There was some good quality here. You have to admit that some fights are very good. But if you come to see Joshua fighting and you just end up to see that, do you think it's fair for the fans? Or, I mean, what's your opinion, basically? Y- yeah, no. Um, and I'm Gary, do you guys want to... Yeah, um... Gosh, it's a, it's a tough one because the undercard was very good. Um, and I think they had to make the undercard very good because we all knew what was going to happen with the Joshua and Molina fight. Yeah. You know? But, it, you know, but then I always find myself second-guessing myself even because Molina does deserve to be world-ranked. Mm-hmm. He does deserve to be world-ranked. And I, ideally, when they first mooted that Joshua would be fighting on this date in a pay-per-view, we were looking for a higher-level opponent. But as we've seen, as we've said in the heavyweights... All the higher level opponents are now in and around world title shots themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're not gonna fight a Joshua right now. Mm. So you've got the the division below. Yeah. And that division isn't full of very good fighters. Yeah. Now Molina's tough and on, on his day he can give you a lot of trouble. But coming out with a Joe Fraser type defence and not actually using that defence to do anything constructive Ari the old cross armed thing it's not going to stop a creature like Joshua punching your head in precisely and I mean I would go back to what you said there creature or the machine that that Joshua is once he steps in that ring you need to have a good game plan and Mm. I felt you know you spoke about the Fraser Mm. these little feints just kind of powder puff punches to keep Mm. him away I didn't feel they were good enough. Um, no. I mean, Sonia, in response to your question, I think Gary's eloquently answered that. So um, definitely thanks for calling in. Um, stay on the line. We're going to be talking more about the other fights and I'm going to be moving out to another caller. So 081081, we're coming out to you. Yeah, good evening, guys. How are you guys doing? I'm not too yeah, bad. Good, thanks. How, who's, who are we speaking to this evening? Uh, Nicholas. Hey, Nicholas. How are you doing? I'm all right, brother. How are you? Good. We're doing well. So what do you want to talk to us, Nicholas? What do you want to talk to us about? Uh, I mean, I, I like to talk about the, the Dylan White-Shazora fight. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so obviously, um, I mean, I saw the fight. It was a very enjoyable fight. Uh, I wanted to know what you guys actually think. What you guys actually... You guys actually think it was, um, it was marked fairly. And uh, who do you guys think won? Great. So I mean, I have it. Yep. Correct. I was going to ask you, who? who yeah, how did you I, have it? I, you know what? At first, I had Chizora winning. Mm-hmm. I watched the replay again on Sunday. I can see how Dylan White they could have given it to Dylan White, but mm. it's really, really yeah. tight. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, everybody has split decisions. So I want mm. to see how you guys mark that. Yeah. So, uh, so, so no. Okay. For myself, I have I gave it to Chizora. Um. I agree with what yourself and Gary are saying in terms of it was really close. For me, I just felt Chizora did a bit of the better work. Um, I did feel what maybe let him down was when he was clearly resting and trying to kind of get some power, maybe get his breath, and then he went back on the attack. Um, I just felt the work from White wasn't as clean as I'd liked it to be. So maybe I'm scoring him a bit negatively. Um, Mm. I expected White to maybe come out and control, not control, but at least use the jab effectively, I found he had a exactly. bit more wild shots, um, but it was a close fight. Um, I would happily see a rematch, and I wasn't screaming a robbery. I've seen much worse decisions um, go the other way. So for me, it was a close fight, and it was a very entertaining fight. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, um, How about you, Adam? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, my sentiments exactly. I thought it was a exciting. I thought it was an excitingly brutal fight. <laughs> it was very brutal. Yeah, that's yeah. the word that came through <laughs> to me. And it after that fight, I was like, sort of blew my cheeks out and thought. Neither of these guys should be allowed near a ring for six months. Yeah, you know, they, you know, they, they need to they need to rest up. Yeah, they need to really rest up. You yeah. know, um, the the body is not designed to take those hard blows consistently over a period of time. So, you know, we we sometimes we always say that you know we got to save fighters from themselves. And I know Dillian. Dillian will want to fight next week. Yeah, <laughs> Dillian will want to fight. He'll have already been on the phone to Eddie saying, "I want you to get me out." After Christmas, yeah. yeah? Mm. So, you know, Eddie's got to say to did you now, man? You you got to slow this thing down. You know, you're not losing any momentum. You know, you're still, you know, still ranked by the WBC. You're not gonna, you know, you, he's not gonna lose, but he will lose if he fights sooner than say May or June. Yeah, if he fights sooner than that, yeah. It's, it's probably like the stress on the mind as well, you mm. know, to, to go through a battle like that for 12 rounds. You mm. must be quite, yeah. uh, have an impact on your mind as well, you know. 100%. Well, you know, it's funny, you know. Um, I had one like that with um, Hussein Osman that was voted, um, I think it was 2001 Boxing News Fight of the Year. Mm. And um, initially I felt all right, you know. And I had a quick return with him, which I should never have taken. I was out of shape and everything. But, by the time I got myself back in, it took me about a year to get myself back into mm. the sort of shape yeah. I I knew I could be, mm. you know. And um, so that, if you're saying it's a year, mm. that means it's had a detrimental effect. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about it, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, and they're heavyweights. These guys are heavyweights. They're yeah. whacking a lot harder than yeah. I was. Yeah. So um, my advice would be to, to take some time out and let the body recover, let the body do its work. Perfect. So, Nicholas, thanks for calling in. Um, keep dialed into Definitely, the show. Yeah. Um, and we, we'll possibly come back to you guys later as well. Come to you later. Ah, oh, oh, no problem. Cheers. Thanks again. Cheers, So, yeah, no, that's a very interesting point that mm. you brought up there, Gary, in terms of the time it takes to recoup for mm. both fighters. Um, for me, I think sometimes we just, as fans, we're lusting for blood that we forget about that mm. side of it and we don't respect that side. And I think, you know, emotionally, no matter what anybody would have said, I think, you know, Chisora would have taken a lot out of it and mm. also White because there was pressure for him to perform oh, yeah. um, I think and it was such an entertaining fight I want to say maybe I didn't expect it to be so highly entertaining mm. I think you're right I want to see them at it you know yeah. as soon as possible but I also want to respect the fact that they to need accept, to recruit yeah. and come back equipped in the right both way both fighters would have left something in them of yeah. themselves in that ring 100% you know um, I did I, I think I said, I said a tweet I said I haven't seen a heavyweight fight like that since Bo Holyfield won. Yeah. And as good as Bo boxed that night, mm. he left a little bit of himself in there mm. and he sort of took his eyes off the prize and he was never that fighter again. Yeah. A heavyweight, you know, so. So, Nam, I'm going to come to you now because um, one of the callers mentioned the Joshua Molina uh, fight. What was your thoughts on, on that fight? Uh, well, a couple of things. You know, I was going to talk about that pay-per-view thing that people, that, you know, mm -hmm. Sonja mentioned that question before. I mean, I think that's, it's all relative, really. Mm. You know, some mm -hmm. people, you see, it's a lot of money. You know, some people, it's like, what, 16 pounds to watch mm. seven, eight fights, you know. So, I mean, for, for me, from a pay-per-view point of view, I don't think it was it was a big, big, big issue. 
Um, the fight or the actual night of boxing? The, the night of boxing itself. Yeah, I you know, would agree. You know, um, in terms of the fight, I think it was pretty much expected. I mean, what, what I was mm. what I was mm. thinking, you know, I was like, you know, there's a lot of comparison between Joshua and Wilder. Yeah. And Feud, something like, who's the top heavyweight? So what I'm thinking is like, Joshua is definitely going to be thinking about banging this guy out before nine rounds, mm, you know, because mm, Deontay yeah. talking for particular nine rounds. So I mean, I put a bit on it; it's going to be within, you know, within the six rounds, mm. and he pretty much went as 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 we expected. And uh, yeah, very disappointing performance from Molina. In mm. all honesty, you know, I mean, I th- I think, you know, what happens with a lot of these guys, you've got to think about it. It's, it's probably like the crew, you know, the Eubank effect. You know, people mm. are coming in, you know, they're coming to England, they're seeing thousands of fans. Mm. This guy's hero worshipped, you know. Tickets being sold within two minutes. They're mm. hearing this. They think this guy's this, this, this guy's a hero. You know, mm. they're coming in. They're coming to a stadium, an arena. They're in there, and they hear the music coming on. They hear twenty thousand fans shouting. It's overwhelming, yeah, right? It is, um, and then they see this big two hundred and fifty pound muscle bound yeah, guy that's yeah, been killing everyone. Yeah, Do you see yeah. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I, I think that I think that plays in people's minds, man. Yeah. And I think they just think fuck this. Do you know what I mean? They just <laughs> I think they just give up before they even start. Yeah. Do you know I think it's the level of the fighter though. So. I respect every single fighter. Um, yeah. I'm not in one for calling bums to my yeah. case. But I just felt Molina, his one game plan, and he admitted it, was to have that one punch. Yeah. But he was not never, it's not, it was never going to be good enough. Yeah. And I don't even think he actually made an attempt to, to set it off. You know, yeah. at all times, he was more or less on the back foot, on the back resting foot. on the ropes. Yeah. And when he took that punch, for me, the way his neck... Cricked back, I thought it's finished. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give him credit for getting up, I'll give yeah. him credit for that. But outside of that, I was disappointed, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the bigger picture is, and we will talk about it later, they had the vision of Klitschko is next, so yeah. they were gonna satisfy the fans with something. Um, but I was a bit disappointed, and I was slightly disappointed with Joshua. I think he's gonna go on to be the talent most people say he will be, but I would like to have maybe seen something a little bit better from him in terms of just wiping out Molina. Um, not not even for comparisons with Wilder, yeah. because I don't think you can always, you don't know what Molina's mindset is against Wilder to, to Joshua, if yeah. that makes sense. But to be fair, to mm. be fair to Anthony, I would say it looked like he was working on things. Yeah. It really did look like that. It, Sadly, for a world title fight, it looked like a glorified spa. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean you know, let's be um, honest, if you wanted to, mm, you could have taken him out. Could have taken him out early. Um, yeah. you know, no but doubt. you could clearly see he was working on things, you know, working on his balance, working on fainting a lot more. He was mm. a lot more fainting going on. He does it all from a very static stance, though. So, mm. unless you, you know, just unless you know the game, you don't know what you're looking for. Yeah. But I could see that they have been working on things. Mm. He was very clever with turning the jab into a hook round the side or mm. turning it into the left uppercut. Yeah. As Molina did say in a post-fight interview. So, there are certain things that, you know, he's improving on certain things that he wants to work on. Mm. And, um, you know... But as you said, if from it being a glorified sparring, mm. I think, you know, I guess working on it against Molina, how mm. effective is it going to be knowing that you're now facing Klitschko? Yeah. I mean, is that is that something you do immediately before a big fight because he knew that was coming mm. up, or is that something you do three, four fights in advance and then it's a technique you work on gradually? Mm. I don't know that's. I mean, for the, the Klitschko fight for me is is a, still a very very dangerous fight, and yep. it's a dangerous fight simply because of the level of opponent that Joshua has met mm-hmm. up until this time. Yeah. None of them come anywhere near to Klitschko's level. Um, and they've got to rely on, they've got to hopefully rely on 
that the Klitschko we saw against Fury is the Klitschko that Josh was going to face. Yep. Reluctant to punch, um, sloppy, inaccurate, basically old. Yeah. Basically old, you know? So, that's, you know, and that's what happens in heavyweight history. Yeah. You see Joe Louis getting smashed by Ezard Charles and Rocky Marciano. Ali. You know? Ali getting the, smashed by Larry Holmes. It's just, it just, it's just a vicious cycle of boxing. Michael Dokes getting smashed by... Evander Holyfield. This yeah. is what happens. No. So, is it, is so, it mean, so that night? Is it that night for Joshua where he just closes the door on this man's career? Yeah, and we're going to come to the Klitschko AJ fight. But mm. I mean, so on the whole, AJ's performance. Like I said, that was. I think I was probably overcritical when I first watched it. Mm. Second time around, so just for putting it out there, I was watching it by FaceTime, so there were little nuances I couldn't yeah. see. But watching it second time around. I realised I was probably was overcritical, but I just wanted to see him just go in. I want mm. to see him just move like an animal, I guess. Um, mm. But we're happy with what he's done. Um, yeah. And I guess the night overall. Um, so there were some good fighters on the, on mm. that night. Um, there were some Buglioni. big names. Frank Buglioni. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've touched on that. Let's start there. Um, mm. My opinion, um, I had him losing um, that fight on points mm. up, until, up until the 12th round. Um, I didn't catch what Don Charles said to him, but whatever he said, he definitely revitalised him. Mm. And, you know, he came in and he threw that right to the head and it was over for Burton. I mean, mm. the way he collapsed to the ground, um, it wasn't over dramatic. And I was first time I was like, really, was that a big punch? Mm. But slow motion, you see it again and you think, fair play to Buglioni because really he pulled it out of the bag. Yeah, and now, you know, that's what I think he was. I don't want to say last chance saloon, but mm. where was he going to go if he lost? Now he's won. He's got a few more options to mm. him. Um, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, like, um, leading up to the build-up to this fight, Burton was very disrespectful to him as well. I don't mm. know if you know, guys saw any of the interviews or anything mm. like that, but he was saying, you know, he's a wasted super middleweight, you know, really, mm. really disrespectful to the guy, you know. Mm. So, like, you know, I wanted Bruce Leonard to win. He's, he's a yeah. London guy, you yeah. know. I think he's from North London, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, yeah, you know, we want this guy to win, you yeah. know. So I agree with you, because you know, as, as the fight was going, I'm thinking he's lost on points, and then yeah. when he done that, I was like, bang, you know, yeah, yeah you know, he did, and I think Burton deserved it. Yeah. yeah. But you put a tweet out afterwards, Gary, you know, when you put that picture up, where they're like busted up, yeah, man. Yeah. like you know, that's really, boxing, you know, that you after know. the fight, that you know, they can become friends afterwards. And, yeah. You know, I one thing I've realised in boxing, when when I was actually boxing, I never said anything about an opponent I never meant. Okay. Never said anything about opponent. I never ever, because it wasn't about. I find with a lot of today's fighters, they have to denigrate their opponent mm. to make themselves feel better about themselves. Yeah, so it's a secu- insecurity. It's, a, it's an insecurity thing. Yeah. I think Tony Bellew is yeah. a perfect example of it. Mm. You know, uh, even though he's been, he's overachieved as a fighter. He's mm. done wonderful things, mm. as he said, as a fat kid from Everton. You know, <laughs> yeah, but. It, you can just see every fight is the same thing, mm. having to let his opponent know that he's not scared of him. Mm. When in fact you are. Yeah. You know, you are. Mm. You know, and it's no shame if you are. Yeah. Because getting in front of a whole heap of fans and, and fighting for your honour is a scary is a, is, is a scary dichotomy. Yeah. So, you know, I with Hosea Burton saying these things about Frankie, he's had to say them to make himself feel mm. better about going in the fight. And he, he knows that if he says these things and he looks at Frankie and says it and Frankie's eyes start looking left and right rather mm. than at him, yeah. then he knows he's got him. But yeah. this Bullioni kid, he ain't like that. He's not. He's tougher than... Yeah. He's, he's as tough as nails. Yeah. Um, and 
that's what won him the fight. Mm. Commitment, toughness. Don Charles um, is a great corner man. Mm. Um, you know, not saying that Joe Gallagher isn't, you know, but Don Charles, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Don, Don Charles get a lot more credit in this game than what he has done because I think he's done wonderful things with Derek. Yeah. I think he's done wonderful things with Derek. He's made Derek overachieve as well. Mm. And that's a that's the sign of a good coach. Yeah. When you get these guys that when they go pro, mm, are they going to make it? Are they not going to mm. make it? They're not really special. And let's face facts, technically Derek ain't special. Yeah. But Don has made him formidable the Synergies, times. yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I mean, that's a good point. You look in, at certain boxers and you think, are they the same without certain trainers? So mm. one I would say just immediately is Hatton. When he was working with Billy Jackson, mm. he went on and he done great things. Billy Graham. Yeah. Billy Graham, sorry, mm. yeah. So he went on and did great things. Worked with uh, Mayweather, mm. senior. He, did, he, he, he yeah. didn't like the regimes. Yeah. He, obviously, the Pacquiao performance was really, was, was awful. But mm. overall, it was it was not the right relationship. And mm -hmm. sometimes I think we underestimate how that can affect a fighter's performance. You know, and mindset my first manager was Mickey Duff and yeah. he had a lot of contacts in America mm. I was like ah oh, you got contacts in America mm. I want to go and train with Eddie Futch I want to go and train with this guy I want to mm. go and train with... and he looked at me and said Gary let me tell you something I've seen more fighters make mm. good coaches mm. than I've seen coaches make good fighters mm. and by that he meant he meant that the fact that if I if I um, if like perfect example and, it's an, and he's an example that I respect a lot mm. in the game. Adam Booth. Mm. Nobody knew about Adam before mm. he took up with David Hay. Yeah. David Hay wins multiple world titles with Adam Booth. Mm. And now Adam Booth is a name in Boston, which I think is deservedly so. Yeah. But without a David Hay making his name, yeah. he ain't the Adam Booth that we all know today. Mm. Freddie Roach as well. Freddie Roach with Manny yeah. Pacquiao. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. You know, Virgil Hunter even with mm. Andre Ward. Yeah. You know, he's not produced a fighter before or since Andre Ward. Mm. John you David know? Jackson, probably John another David, one. Yeah. yeah, John David, you know. So it, it, it really is about, it's it's a unique thing to find. It's, it's very unique when you find a fighter that just works so well with a coach that you can't imagine them not being mm. together. Now, I could not imagine Andre Ward ever no. being in the corner of anyone else now. Yeah. I could not imagine it. Yeah, just it wouldn't, you know? it wouldn't feel right at all. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but they're quite suited to each other in terms mm. of mentality and temperament. Yeah, because Andre's street as well. Mm. Yeah. You know, as much as we see him as really pen, um, polite son of God, he's a rough, yeah. rough yeah. bastard. Yeah. You well, only have to you see that? what he done to Kessler's face with his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? He's yeah. just, uh, he's different gravy. He's, He'll, he takes prize fighting to its limit. Yeah. Prize fighting is about winning. How I win it's my business. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of prize fighting, there was a great uh, result there on, on Saturday night. Um, Khalid Yufai against uh, Luis Concepcion. Yeah. I, mean, I know that might have slipped under the radar mm. for a lot of people, but for me, that was probably one of the standout fights as well from mm. a technical point of view on the night. Um, Concepcion was a great opponent for Khalid Yufai and yeah. I think he's done the business. I mean, what did you guys think about the fight? And a second question would be, what next for him? Um, I thought he bots. As it goes without saying he boxed really well yeah boxed really well um, did the basics really well you know he moved really well um, countered very well did everything that you need to do to win it was always going to be tough for conception as we said earlier about coming over here in front of 20,000 it's always going to be a tough night um, and uh, Kai's you know he's uh, he's put himself in the record in now um, 
That super fly, there's some tough fighters. There is. You got that um, Japanese kid in there. You got um, Inui. You've Inui. got Chocolatito you got there. Chocolatito Even there. Estrada there. He's yeah. a good challenge. So yeah. So there's a lot of good fighters. So um, it's going to be interesting how they market him. You know, is it just going to be um, this Birmingham kid where? I mean, it's very interesting. Is is going to be this Birmingham kid where they can do a bill? Kyle fire mm-hmm. head of a bill yeah. or will he always be defending his world title on the undercard of Joshua mm. Bills or yeah, I, I or, think or the like well, I think that's pretty what it's going to be I don't think yeah. he's got a big enough follow typically like enough. lower waist they don't have mm. that kind in, of massive appeal he's never had the massive appeal no. that he has yeah. in, in other parts and of the world and it's bizarre because historically we produce so some, many some good goods. flyweights, bantamweights, mm. and featherweights. You know, like, well, sorry, well, yeah, you know? Well, yeah, one, one quite interesting thing, right? Because um, I was talking to this guy on Twitter, mm. right? The last British Arab world champion was. Uh, Nassim Hamid. Nassim Hamid. Yeah. 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 Mm. So this is Kawi Fai, because yeah. he's, he's Yemeni as well. Yeah. Mm. Just like Nassim Hamid, you yeah. know. So I mean, that's a marketing angle there as yeah. well. You know, yeah, they do definitely. that. They're, they're new coming, you know, yeah. something like that, you know. Yeah. I mean, the difference is that he hasn't, he's a really good all round boxer, mm. but he's a master at nothing. Mm. So he's done, he's doing everything well, but there is no one forte that you would say he's dominant at. You know, whereas Naz was just... You knew the personality as well, yeah, don't you? exactly. Yeah. Naz had the personality and God did he back it up with how hard he punched. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, to go over to America and have the wars of the Kevin yeah. Kellys, yeah. the Augie Sanchez's, yeah. be knocked down, hurt badly, mm. get back up and yeah. do him. I mean, like, properly yeah, yeah. batter them. It's not like three or four knockouts. In oh, it's round. It was crazy amazing. Times. It's just yeah. crazy times. <laughs> yeah, crazy yeah. times. I remember seeing this interview once on, on BBC, on, on Sky Sport. He came mm. British, British greats or whatever, and he was being interviewed. And he t- talks about that story where, you know, he has a f- he had a fight, and then Kevin Kelly was right next to him on the interview. Yeah. And the guy's on the smoke your boots. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Kelly. And he said, uh, you know, this is like, once that guy punched me for the first time yeah. when I went down, yeah, I knew exactly what he meant by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just and, and moving on to another fight. I mean, I don't know if you saw the knockout from Scott Quigg. Um, were you impressed with his performance in the night and how he 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 got that put that guy to scare Tony to sleep? Yeah, I mean, I looked at this guy's record leading into the fight. He's, he's never been knocked out. Mm. Uh, never been knocked out. And uh, this was obviously Scott Quigg's um, first fight moving up to yeah. uh, featherweight. featherweight. Yeah. And uh, I mean, just sort of dive in slightly. I mean, I've, I've always thought that uh, Quigg has had this obsession with Frampton after losing to him. It's, mm. it's almost like a constant obsession. So, yeah. you know, he's move, moving up, moving up a division. Uh, so I think there was a lot of pressure on him to have to perform well mm. if he's ever going to reach those levels again mm. to go and fight people like Frampton, Cruz, etc. Blah blah mm. blah. Um, so I think it was boxing all right. You know, the guy was quite tough as mm. well. You know, and then that out of nowhere came that knockout punch. Mm. You know, because like as Foch was saying, you know, this guy could obviously take Quick's punches. And what you will take is something that the guy doesn't see coming. Mm. And it was, it was, a, it was a brilliant punch. You know, yeah, just, just took the punch. guy out. Mm. Yeah, it's a statement. Yeah. It's a really good statement. Um, it's, and that's one thing that Scott does very well is punch pick. He's a really good punch picker. Um, I think what has been his undoing at elite level, now let's say elite level up until Caetano, was Frampton. And he 
obviously felt intimidated by the speed and the and, and Frampton's ability to make him miss, which has made it which is what made him reluctant to punch. Um and also if you watch when he blocks up, he doesn't actually block Ari moving his shoulders, Ari looking to slip and counter. He just blocks up and counters, which I think might go back to his kickboxing days. Mm-hmm. I find that kickboxers in my class, yeah. if you tell him to Ari slip yeah. with their guard up, they find it very hard to do. The They're really good at just blocking straight up, mm. you know? And I think that's what Scott's taken into the pros. And to this point, it's worked really well with him. Mm. But as I said, you know, when he fights the elite fighters, then we're going to see if that sort of defence does work for him because the good fighters turn their defence into offence almost immediately. Mm. Do you think he'll ever beat Frampton again? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no for now. And why is that? Because he can't adapt well enough. uh, I, I just don't think... I think that confidence breeds confidence. And, um... Frampton bots really well against Santa mm. Cruz, you know, in New York. Um, and I think he's going to box really well against him in yeah, Vegas. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've, just to come to that, I think that is mm. the key point. The Santa Cruz performance, mm. going into that fight, I had Frampton probably losing, thinking mm. he just wouldn't be able to do enough. Yeah. But I think he's going to go leaps and bounds yeah. now after that in terms of his confidence. Mm. And I think he knows mentally he's got one over on quick. Yeah. And that, yeah. that fight was much more of a grudge match for Quig mm. in terms of, you know, if you remember the whole changing room, yeah. who's coming out first. Yeah. He was really sensitive and emotional and I think Frampton had him and, mm. you know, technically he questioned him to so so much that I think it changed Quig's game plan as well. So, yeah, I, I can't see Frampton mm. beating him. So, just to move on, we've got a caller on the line. Um, mm. So, six double nine, six double nine. the floor is all yours. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Hey, who's speaking? Who are we speaking with? It's Honey from East London. Hey, how you doing, Honey? Have you got a call or a statement to make to us tonight? I just um, I, I, I've logged I've locked in pretty late, so unfortunately I missed the start. Stuck in a bit of traffic, but um, I wanted to see what you guys thought um, about the weekend's fights, specifically the the way they've um, you know, they, they've set up this AJ and Klitschko fight. It's kind of pure. There, there's no animosity between them. Mm. I mean, they're not hyping it like they would a normal blockbuster fight. And what do you think of the direction they're going in with promoting this fight? Thank you very much. Um, I think sometimes you don't need to bullshit people. Yeah? Yeah. I think sometimes you don't need the, oh, the animosity, I hate you and you hate me. This fight sells itself, you know? Klitschko is our generation's best ever heavyweight. Yep. Yeah. Um, Joshua is the young and up and coming kid. And history, history is, I think I said this earlier, history proves to us often enough the heavyweight division is the perfect history maker for it. The fact that heavyweights are hanging around a bit too long, mm. always get knocked, always end up getting knocked out by the young cubs. Yep. You know, and it happened with Joe Louis, with Rocky Marciano. Happened with Ali, mm-hmm. um, with Larry Holmes, and it you happened with Larry Holmes with Mike Tyson, Tyson exactly. You know, yeah. and I, I, you know, I think this is probably going to happen in this fight. I'm not sure if he stops Klitschko. I think mm. Klitschko is going to do enough clever things. See, there's another yes. thing as well. Um, the, you know, getting back to your question, the fight sells itself, mate. We don't need these guys to hate each other because everybody in boxing knows that they're both a bit too classy for that. 
Yeah, so the fight sells itself. Um, but during the fight, I think Klitschko is going to show a lot of. I think Joshua's going to learn a lot. In it. He's going to learn the most he's ever learned, mm. and he's going to come out on the end of a twelve-round decision. Yeah, and it might not be too crowd-pleasing because Klitschko's really good at negating what you do well. Exactly. You know, if that means him grabbing hold of you and clinching. leaning on you and clinching, you know, and I, you know, he's and at the same point, he's going to give Joshua a lot of what he's never faced before. He's going to have. He's going to give Joshua something to really think about. If yeah. you ask me, Brazil, Molina, Martin, yeah. Joshua didn't have anything to no, think about it. Maybe a puncher's chance. Yeah. Outside of that, you're right. And this and it's funny, you know, because we saw the announcement and I just said to myself, and I wanted to discuss this with you guys in terms mm. of, you know, just a bit of moving on to the topic and a little bit of a build up for that fight. If we talk about these attributes, strength, experience, chin, temperament, ring IQ, mm. who I'm gonna go I'll say that again, who who's who would you say wins or is, is, is in a better position? So on strength, who would you favour, AJ or Klitschko? AJ. Yeah, I'd have to go for AJ as well. Yeah. Experience. Klitschko. Klitschko, yeah. Chin. Oh, now. Yeah, this is a tough one. We've known Klitschko can go over. Yep. Lamont Brewster. Precisely. That. David rattled him a couple of times. David Hay. Um, I think on, on And of course, Joshua got wobbled by... White. Dillian White. Big. But he yeah. didn't go down, though. Didn't go down. Yeah. So that's very important. Um, so but his chin, that's a, that's a, that's a, I mean, if Klitsch, you got to remember, Klitschko and his brother got the high, two of the highest knockout heavyweight percentages yeah. in history. Mm. A lot of that is due to their duration of fights. If you look at it statistically, yeah. David Hay is up there as well. Mm. If you look at it, if you please it statistically, it's eye pleasing. So, and then so, um, temperament. So, okay, chin. I'm gonna say Percy Klitschko. Yeah. So temperament. Wow. You you've got. I think it's pretty much even. I think it's pretty much, pretty much even yeah. because Joshua doesn't get ruffled. No, he doesn't get ruffled. He, you know, I remember when he he said to Dillian on the on when they were on the at the weigh-in, and he said to him. They were staring off each other. He goes, tomorrow you're going to learn about levels. Mm. And he said it in such a calm, yeah. demonic manner. Mm. I just thought, boy. I think there's more to this humble age. Yeah, than yeah, yeah. Do you know He's I mean? street. He's yeah. street. Thank you. We know, I mean, I, I know that. He's so street. then temperament, we say it's level. <coughs> but ring IQ. Oh, you've got to go with, go with Klitschko, go right? With Klitschko. Now, this is a big, big test. This Massive. is what I mean. So those are just a couple of attributes and then, you mm. know, leading up to it, we'll go into more. But mm. out of that, I think Klitschko has come out on top and it just makes it just makes me think Matchroom are really trying to maybe be fan-pleasing and say, why are they throwing AJ to Klitschko? Mm. Now, like you said, the age, yeah. passing of the torch, there's definitely sort of intangibles and that go inactivity, against... Inactivity the activity has got a lot to do big with thing as well. As well. thinking, right, let's catch him while he's been inactive. Yeah, but if you were looking at titles, which is what they want to collect, mm. would Klitschko be at the top of your list knowing that you've got Ruiz, I'm sorry, you've got um, Parker that's just taken one, yeah. you've got Stiverin and Povetkin that are about to fight for one, yeah. you know, you've got obviously Wilder, that's a big fish as well, but would I you... Think that, I think those fights would be a bit harder to make now because... Mm. None of them men are going to be running to fight Joshua, you know. That's my... Just remember that. Especially yeah. Parker as well. Now he's got his belt. None of these guys, yeah. They're they're not he's not. Parker needs to bring the money to yeah. New Zealand, so I yeah. think he's definitely going they're to sit on those belts. They're not going to be running to fight AJ, yeah. so, you know, Klitschko's stepped up. But it does it. But I guess my point is, even though we know they're not running, and it's what I mean, we have to commend, they get a lot of stick at times, but we have to commend them because mm. 
this wasn't necessary. They didn't need to take this fight. You know, they could have gone with a price. They yeah. could have maybe even tried to sell it a hay or a, maybe even a Chisor or a white rematch, even though white mm. didn't look so great. But to to put this fight together, I, I have to take my hat off to Matchroom and say, you know what? They they they've put two guys together, and to me that could. Will you say fight of the year? I think it's going to be the most anticipated mm. that we've seen so far. Yeah, yeah. Eight yeah. Wembley Stadium. Yeah, I'll be difficult. I think like Matchroom and Eddie and Joshua under a lot of pressure to get a good fight for AJ now. Mm. I think people are on the verge of getting fed up now. Well, as I said, you know, um, yeah. <coughs> as I said, you know, the heavyweight division is full of all the guys that are going to be fighting for the titles who are good. Most of them are elite, and I include Povetkin in that. I include Stiverne in that. Then afterwards, the drop-off yeah. is huge. The drop-off is huge. So when you're defending against anybody other than that, it's probably nailed on that you are going to successfully defend your world title. Mm. You know? So it's not necessarily Matchroom's fault. I mean, this guy went nine... Molina went nine rounds with Deontay Wilder. I've stood up next to Deontay. I watched him spar with David Hay. He whacks. He whacks. You know? He's lethal. He's... And a lot of people don't want to admit it, but he's getting better. You give him you give him time. He's getting... He's actually getting better. Mark Breland's not a bad coach at all. You know, Mark Breland won everything there was to win as an amateur. was a world professional champion. And he has refined him somewhat. Who becomes the top heavyweight in the next five years? We're gonna say we're gonna say biased, aren't we? We're gonna say yeah. biased. God, I, uh, I I think it's too. I still think it's not early to call, but I think those two when they collide, it has to be the Jarrell Big Baby Miller. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. I think so. You're telling you what? I've watched him, and you'd never believe he's 19 and a half stone, mm. mate. He is a unit. Mm. He's a unit. Three hundred pounds, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. His last part was two seventy. Yeah. So he's cutting down the weight, but he's got ability. Um, he's got a mouth on him. Um, I like him. His punch picking is very good. Obviously, we've not seen him in there with anyone yet. So, but he's highly world ranked, and he'll, you know, he'll start. He'll be the one that starts. He'll start screaming about so fighting is, all of them. Is, is that who you're going for? Um, I would say for the next the next generation the next gen heavyweight yeah I would say he's probably okay. up there I mean, so we're we talking Ruiz. next generation or are we talking somebody that is no, now well yeah, if you're saying now, now if you're saying now I don't think David Hay will be around in five years no so then it's got to be AJ yeah but it all depends anything can happen that it's night when he fights Klitschko I mean so that fight who wins and how as I've said, I think AJ needs to let Klitschko feel his power early. After Klitschko does feel it early, he's just going to keep negating him and not want to get hit again mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And um, I think AJ will get a very ugly, scrappy 12-round decision. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking like, um, Klitschko knocked out Pulev in mm. hard fashion, yeah? He, yeah. He was, you know, he... Completely destroyed Putin. Yeah. He's quite comfortably, right? And he's a good fighter. Yeah, he's a good fighter. Yeah, he's a good fighter, right? Then, you know, he goes to fight Brian Jennings, right? Yeah. Who, who got knocked out by Ortiz, yeah. right? And he went 12 rounds with him. Yeah. Then he fought Tyson Fury. Yeah. 12 rounds. And that was a horrible fight, really. Yeah, it really yeah. was. He's 18 months out. He's going to be 41 years old. Yeah. I can see AJ knocking him out, to be honest. Mm. The combination of, like, 
does he? I mean, you could probably ask this, Gary. Like, if someone hits that kind of age level, what happens to their power? Does it come down or? No, the power level never goes down. Um, just doesn't time? hang around for too long. Right. What about reaction yeah. time and stuff like that? Um, well, the thing is, you ever seen? Yeah, have you ever ever seen an unfit-looking Klitschko? That's no. my point. Mm. This yeah. guy's this guy's rare breed, mate. Yeah. He lives this life. Mm. And Joshua said that. This is why he based his training camps on what he's seen Klitschko do, how he prepares, how he lives. So with that in with that in, in um in mind, um it's gonna it's gonna be a difficult fight because he'll have lost you know, there's no doubt he's slipping. This fight will tell us how far he's slipped. Mm. Has he slipped enough to just be a young pup who's not being used to getting hit around the chops mm. often and regularly? And that's what he needs to do. If he's going to win this fight, mm. he needs to hit Joshua around the chops regularly and negate him when he wants to start punching. You know, <laughs> and We've never seen Joshua, with the exception of Dillian White, we've never seen him on the back foot even, yeah. getting pushed back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, Klitschko was very clever at that with David Hay. He came out, took that centre of the ring, and he just marched David into corners all the time. And before you knew it, it was round twelve, and yeah, the fight was done. Couldn't adjust. Yeah, I think that was a very different fight, though. I mean, yeah. Hay is like six foot three. Yeah, but would you not? Uh, I don't want to say more experienced, but I think Hay, in terms of his speed and his activity, was I felt it could have been as as big a threat as Joshua. Mm. I think Joshua's power is going to be telling, but mm. you know, for me, it's the mindset. Mm. And when I say that, the ring IQ. Klitschko has gone through a lot of wars. You know, he knows how to negate various people's powers. So my thing is, if he can try and ward Joshua off, have him thinking a bit too much early in the round mm. and he's not letting off combinations or he's straight right early, anything could happen. Um, and also, he's bigger than Joshua as well. He's And he's big. You well, that, well, that was what was interesting. Joshua's when they to punch up. This is, you know, so these things, you know, mm. they, you, you, you can't... I agree with you on one hand, he could knock him out, mm. um, but I could quite easily see in Klitschko saying, no, I'm, I'm coming in, Here it is in a and, and stopping it. Joshua has never boxed anyone as good and as big yeah. as Klitschko. Mm. Klitschko's met all shapes and sizes. Joshua in his 20-odd fight, you know, yeah. 19 now, yes. has never met anybody as good and as big as Klitschko. So we just got to know what we'll see is what Klitschko actually gets in the ring. Mm. If it's an aged one that's just alarmingly aged over the last year, then uh, Joshua stops him. I mean, it's... and time as well. So mm. in terms of this being called for April, Klitschko's had a couple of injuries that have obviously prevented him fighting yeah. more frequently apart from the Fury thing. Even that was pushed back because of an injury. Mm. If there are injuries leading up to this one, I think the longer it goes on, I do think that hurts Klitschko's chances yeah. a little bit as well because then he's just act inactive for yeah. a longer amount of time. How, do, how does it deal with the ring rust? You know, they've been done, what, 24, I don't know, how many, what, 18 months or 20 months mm. out. I mean, how does it deal with that, you know, just to get, you know, get rid of the ring rust and make sure he's sharp on the night? What does he do, Gary? All you can do is um, basically spar. So all you can do is spar. I mean, I'm not talking about sparring every day. They wouldn't do it every day. Um, they do it every other day or every two or three days. And a lot of that and a lot of mental discipline. Just will yourself through this thing. Mm. You know, you just keep telling yourself, no matter what he's doing, I've got enough. All right, so I've tailored my training so that my body can adapt to it, that my body can survive this training camp and not go into injury stage. You know, Um uh, 
I think they'll be very clever about it. Um, but it will be just a mental thing. Mm. It really will be. So say AJ wins, where, where, where does he go after that? Who does he find next? Oh, God. I mean, definitely I'd say he looks well, he's, to unify. Yeah, he's, he was talking about, I saw an interview with him with Michelle Joy Phelps. And uh, and the thing is, what I love about AJ, that's, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm always going to be a hey boy. Yeah, mm. I've known David since he's 15. I've, I've just got that loyalty. And don't get me wrong, it's a tough fight for David as much as it is for AJ. But what I love about AJ is that I've got no doubt in my mind he's mm. a bit street and mm. he wants to take every man down. Yeah. Yeah? And I like that about him, but he's mm. tailored it in a way that, you know, he's become marketable with it. He's mm. not gone too street. But he wants to fight everyone. Yeah. I don't think he really wants to avoid anyone. It's just not in him. It's in a, It would be an affront to his character. Mm to say that he's dodging anyone yeah. you know? do you believe he still lives in a council flat um, is that what he said that's what people were saying it was on, that, um, it was on uh, one of those uh, programs yeah. Yeah, he still lives above his mother wow. no one believes that well if he's earning oh, how many minutes I mean you'll never know but I think he's definitely more wise and he's not a lavish spender yeah well if he's being smart he he's... should go to the Len- if he should have come from the Lennox I mean Lennox Lewis I know was Notoriously tight, mm. but as Lennox got his money now, exactly. yes. So has he invested uh, well as well? Yes. yes. Exactly. So I'm hoping Joshua will do the same. Yeah, I and think he's he living above his mom. He's very, very clever guy. Yeah, man. If he's living above his mom and he's saving his money, God bless him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So just so also the, on the weekend we had a we had the Charlo Williams, oh. we had the Crawford Molina, and here we had the <laughs> Abnamares versus Quayla. Uh, um, three entertaining fights, uh, three stoppages. Which one was the pick for you guys? And just give me your thoughts on, on, on those fights or one of them. Do you know what? I have to hold my hand up. I haven't watched a Quayla fight yet. Oh, okay. So I've been so ill the last couple of days. <laughs> I've you have a pass. But um, I made sure I did watch the Charlo fight. Yeah. And if there's a better knockout of the year or a better knockdown punch of the year, because mm. if it had been the knockout shot, yeah. then that would have been it. Yeah. But... Um, what a knockdown, you know. Mm. And it was in a tough fight against a really good opponent. That Julian Williams can fight. Mm. Um, throws really clever punches. He was having a lot of success with his right-handers, more so than Charlo up until that ending. Mm. And the way that he turned his shoulder, just rode that shot. But as I always say to people, when you're doing pads, when you do pad work, you never leave your head in the middle after you punch. Mm. You know, this is something that coaches should always make sure that their opponents are. It's not good enough to say, one there, and he throws a right hand, and then he doesn't move his head. Your business as a coach should be, he hits you with that right hand. If that's the only right hand he's throwing, mm. you've got to throw something back so yeah. he reacts mm-hmm. to moving their head. Yeah. yeah? And um, Williams seemed to be, he's thrown the right hand just out of distance, mm. overreached. Charles, but... Charles seen it coming and done him but he tried it in the fourth round and was just unsuccessful with it Charlo if you watch the fight again mm-hmm. he tries the same shot in the fourth round and was just unsuccessful with it in the fifth round he made it work yeah I mean I, I would have to go with Charlo Williams fight so, and that's a big fight mm. I mean, that's a big fight man yeah. you know like most people don't probably know that much about it, you know this side of the pond because mm. of like the AJ and the mm. Chisora fight but that's a big fight in 154th division yeah. that's mm. a stacked division man that's yeah. you got Lara you got 
Canelo still in there. There's the other Charlo brother, mm. you know. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like you said, there's no shame for Williams. He came into this fight undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for a lot of the pugilists, this was a fight that we were looking forward yeah. to as well, yeah. and it delivered. And it more than lived up to it. It did. It more than lived up to it. It, it was. Um, it was always like as Reg Gutteridge Reg used to say, "It's catch as catch can yeah. boxing." You know, one would nail the other, the other one would nail it. Yeah. Williams was very successful with his jab, arguably more successful with his jab. Yeah. Ironically, after being put down, down with the jab. Exactly. Well, that was a ramrod jab, that yeah, was. But it goes to yeah. show, again, the ring IQ. You know, some yeah. guys, they adjust, just like Ward against Kovalev yeah. did. You take a big hit and then you kind of adjust. Unfortunately, yeah. he didn't go on to win. Mm. Um, the uh, Brett Crawford, uh, Molina, and um, what did you think of that? Yeah, I think it was uh, even right before it started, it was a, it was a mismatch, wasn't it? Was you know, bad, I really yeah. didn't understand the purpose of that fight, to be mm. honest. And Molina's coming overweight as well, you know. He's probably realised he's not going to win, so he's probably yeah. trying to get some kind of, kind of advantage. Mm. He's got a beat down, didn't he, for yeah. rounds? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It went but just the way I expected yeah. it to. Yeah. It went just the way, you know. Yeah, if you describe it in one word, what would it be? Beat down. Beat down. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a unanimous, yeah. they should change yeah. that, not unanimous decision. Yeah. Beat down. Yeah. You know, yeah. as simple yeah. as that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, I, I have to be honest, I'm excited um, and I'm going to go off on a tandem here, but I'm really excited for 2017 and boxing. There's a lot of criticism, there's a lot of stick saying people don't face each other. And I know Molina wasn't the greatest opposition for Crawford, but I do think next year he's got a big... Um, Aaron will maybe either um, match him up with somebody big internally or hopefully try and work alongside the PBC ranks and get him in some entertaining <laughs> fights, you know. You look at Broner, that would be a very entertaining oh, yeah. fight that everybody would watch and tune in for. Um, and there's others. And just going back to you in terms of the 154 division, again, 154, even 160 stacked divisions oh, with yeah. quality opponents all throughout the top you, 10, you know, in my opinion. I've read so, somewhere that someone's trying to put together a Ricky Burns-Crawford unification fight. Really? Yeah. Wow. Right. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard it somewhere. Like 140, both from 140. Well, the best I can say for Burns is it'd be a payday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. best I can say for him because yeah. he ain't winning that fight. He's not. Yeah. First time round, it was a schooling. Mm. You know? Exactly. And what changes? Yeah, exactly. Changed. I mean, like, to be honest, like he, he was lucky to hold on to that belt when Crawford took off him. I think he lost that fight to Beltran as well. Well, mm. you know that was mm. a that, that was, was a home cooking. Man. Yeah. That was that was disgusting. That was, that was man. So um, so no, so that was a uh, that was one of the interesting fights. So just going back to something you said there, now and going back to uh, Klitschko about age, the guy that we called the executioner, the alien, Bernard wow, Hopkins yeah. is fighting this weekend mm. um, against the challenger Joe Smith Jr. Mm. I don't know if any of you guys saw the fight against from far away. He actually knocked from far out. Yeah, um, very, I've seen it. He, he looked like a powerful guy. Yeah, um, he's very powerful. What's your thoughts going into this fight knowing that Hopkins has said this is his farewell? Mm. Um, bizarre. I think he should beat Smith. Yeah. Because I don't think Smith has enough tricks in his cupboard mm. to beat him. He hasn't got the amateur pedigree of what Kovalev had. Yeah. You know? Um, and Kovalev was very well prepared for Hopkins, didn't hit him a lot to the head. Yeah. Smith, obviously, is going to try and take that template, mm. going to try and lower the jab, jab the jab to the shoulder, jab to the body, bring the right hand over the top. Mm. Um, but I just don't think he's that clever. He doesn't no, come across... Yeah, he's an in-your-face... Yeah. You know, and from far you could clearly see it was the funniest thing. From far you could see, believe the hype about himself. Yep. He's just his attitude, his whole attitude from yeah. when he got in the ring is like, oh, 
Mm. You know, you're just a, you're place. just a bit part in my. One in my of the Smith, probably thought he's one of the Smith brothers, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. People in America we always want the Smith brothers. Yeah, actually. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Yeah, so. I always want the Americans, English Smith brothers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, um, so Hopkins, easy win. Uh, I wouldn't say easy. Um, comfortable, comfortable. I say comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'll probably go for that as well. Mm. You know, it's a glorious ending to something like what yeah. a 31 year career I mean this guy's only 51 mate. it's amazing you know, when you think about it right I mean, it's like freak of nature just like Klitschko yeah. Yeah. you know I mean that's I, why he I calls mean, himself the alien yeah, yeah man I'm mean, like when, when do you ever think you're ever gonna see a guy only three years ago a few years mm. ago man he was still a world champion mm. like, you're never gonna see that you're not gonna no. see that you know, like, I, I remember when um uh, George Foreman when he won the heavyweight title mm, again yeah. Mora. I mean that's quite yeah. I see man it's quite an emotional film man. I don't yeah. know why man because he was losing that fight yeah. you know just Bomb. losing that fight and then 12th yeah. round bang yeah. you know so it's those rare moments in history yes. do you know what I mean like yeah. totally and that, that's agree. what Hopkins is you know it's yeah. one of these rare things that's happened in history mm. that you don't know when you're going to see that again so yeah. I mean, like, you know I just want to you know, hope the guy just uh, has a ha- happy life after yeah. boxing man yeah yeah I and um, so we've got obviously Povetkin uh, versus Stavrin. Uh, mm-hmm. They're fighting this weekend in Russia. Um, I mean, in my opinion, I think if Stavrin doesn't get the knockout, I don't see how he wins that fight. Yeah, um, because it's tough to go. Yeah, it's going to be very tough, very very mm. tough to to get the de- uh, de- decision. Mm. But he said that thought? he said that they are going there for the knockout. Yeah, yeah. You know? it's almost as tough as going to Monaco, mate. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. what do you guys think about that fight? Are you looking forward to it because it does I add a bit of spice to, yeah. to the heavyweight division. Yeah. You know, if, are they what channel are they showing it on? Is it um, Box Nation or? Do you know what I think it well, it should be Box Nation. I need to double check, mm. but I don't, I'm not sure. Um, but mm. it should be Box Nation. But yeah, we'll we'll definitely try and get a link and send that across mm. to you as well. If yeah, we can. please. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I, looking forward to that yeah. fight. Um, I wish Stevern would come in a bit lighter. Yeah, I really do wish that. Mm. You know, I think he'd be so much more an effective fighter. So I'm gonna go for Povetkin at home. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, anything can happen. Yeah, and now. Yeah, I'll probably gonna say the same thing unless like Stephen <coughs> manages uh, a knockout. Yeah, I think you can pretty much say it's gonna mm. be a Povetkin winner. And Povetkin's got a good amateur background as oh, well, right? He's got yes. a strong Great amateur, amateur background, amateur you know. Background. And if you look at his resume over the over the last few years, you look at who he's fought and knocked out. Mm. He's knocked out some good fighters, he's exactly. always stayed in good company. Exactly. So this um, should he knock out Stiverne this yeah. would be a massive statement in this is what I mean. who fights who yeah. exactly you know? shakes up that league and you know what I'll be honest for. with you right I'm taking that they always talk about who they want to fight yeah. I don't hear none of them man mentioning um, Povetkin yeah. none of them yeah, have you seen? Know. So have you seen Povetkin's done this trailer um, for Deontay Wilder? Yeah. I say pre for Deontay Wilder, yeah. but he's got somebody in his figure with the Wilder mask and mm. the yeah. cloak, and he's running in the woods, and yeah. then he kind of faces him, and he says, "I think it translates to our time is not yet. We will meet soon." Yeah, and it's quite I, theatrical, I and, like and it's exactly I, I really like that. And you're right, he's not, he doesn't get talked about a lot. Is it the fear? Mm. Um, Maybe, but you know that he's going to be a tough challenge for, for anybody that, that fate decides yeah. to face him. I'm going to take away the Klitschko loss, man. This guy's got a solid record. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. I mean, I watched when he knocked out Mikey Garcia. That is his only loss, right? Yeah. yeah. That's his only loss. And yeah. the way he yeah. stepped around Mikey Garcia to nail him, yeah. you know, oof. I mean, he was... I, um, 
the other thing as well, this guy's got big backing as well in Russia. Yeah, there. So what, yeah, yeah. I think he what, ain't got to leave Russia. I think yeah. what happens basically is when they start negotiations, it would always go to press biz. And once yeah, it goes boom. to press biz, these guys are boof. Yeah, they just that's drop how dollars, they win. man. Well, that's what happened like, with Deontay. Deontay exactly. was going to have to go there, wasn't well, exactly, he? Exactly. You know, so that's what it is. You know, mm. that's what, I think that's probably one of the reasons why they want to fight him because they know mm. when it comes to money, yeah, you're like, bit there when you're coming to Russia, mate, lose <laughs> yeah. your belt. Sorry, I know we didn't get a chance to talk about it previously, but you had Richard Comey go over there and get yeah. a decision that was mm. clearly not in his favour yeah. so you know that he mm. was rubbed there a um, couple of interesting things this weekend I don't know if you noticed um, uh, Yuris Gambo is fighting in France this weekend um, mm. against an opponent that seems to have changed twice so first it was um, Dialba um, and now it seems to be Klatsen a South African um, and it's for the vacant belt so that could be interesting because I think belt? What um, belt? it is the give me one second quite sad actually man that guy's not been managed well at all, at all. Is, is, what is it with Cuban boxers though well, a lunatic though He's yeah. a lunatic. I think he went with um, 50 Cent did he yeah that guy yeah. just like fucked <laughs> up his career yeah. man yeah there's a bit there was a trend there because who else was with 50 wasn't Stevenson with uh, 50 Cent as well at a time mm. so there's quite a few guys but yeah so they're fighting for a vacant title um, um, so I'm trying to bring it up now and uh, yeah, it's in it's in a random it's in Saint Denis, which is like the ghetto of France. If you guys are familiar with France, <laughs> really? it's, a, it's a really strange. I, I saw that it came up on my list, and I thought, <laughs> what is going on here? Um, so yeah, so I mean, it could be interesting um, if to see if he gets back into the mix of things. Um, but yeah, no, it should it should be there. Um, and then we've also got, um, I mean, the Katie Taylor fight. What did you guys think about about that? Um... So it's a WBA, sorry as well, WBA International. Oh, oh it's yeah, international. international, okay. Yeah. Um, she's a really good fighter. Yeah. She's a really good fighter. I mean, she was my second, she was my third best <coughs> fighter in the 2012 Olympics behind yeah. Errol Spence Jr. Yeah. and um, Lomachenko, Lomachenko, obviously. Yeah. Um, and that's man or that's including men or women. Yeah. She's that good. Yeah, she you is. Know, she's a good fighter. I mean, we were at the Wembley, uh, the mm. fight her debut at Wembley, and yeah. I mean, we were quite close, and you could see how she good she was. I mean, the yeah. combinations, the yeah. speed, the angle yeah. she would throw them at. Yeah. She was just on her. Um, yeah. I was happy that she went the distance with this fight because mm. she clearly won, um, but I guess it's that experience that she's mm. going to get so um so he's that great experience she's going to get so um so no that was perfect um so we've got one more call on the line um so we're just going to take that last call um it's 478 um and then we're coming out to you now 478 hello uh good evening chaps evening, um, mate. it's jeff hi, hi i called the other week How you doing, um jeff? but yeah what do you want to really say Qu- you got any comments uh, you want to say just wanna, I just want to say great show because I've been listening to it. I've been out about and uh, on the way back, been listening to it for it dropped some real knowledge tonight. Thank so, you. So uh, appreciate. I'm really that. happy. But also, I went to the the fight. I went to uh, Manchester this weekend. Oh, great, mm. great, um, great experience. Yeah, definitely. Very. I mean, I went to my first show last month, which was a George Gross, and okay. uh, but this one was was a different level. Um, and yeah, I listened to a lot of the things you guys said. There were some real good fights there. That Chisora, um, Dillian Way. I, I had it as a Chisora victory mm-hmm. in, in the, in the, the crowd. Common, sort of the common thing. The yeah. feeling in the crowd was that you know Chisora won. Everyone was charting his name. You know, okay. we booed him in, charted him out. Wow, amazing! <laughs> you know, but one thing I would say, I'd like to say about the thing that I never really noticed that much on the TV, but really stood out when I watched. Um, 
uh, when I watched AJ up close, mm-hmm. is his speed. Mm, yeah. His speed was frightening for a yeah. big man. Yeah, he's got really um, good speed. Obviously, if you're hitting a punch bag, yeah, how much can you really tell? But, you know, and, and, and also what you guys said earlier when you said, you know, when you add up, you know, the crowd coming over the water, mm-hmm. the big man mm-hmm. in the ring, it's, it's definitely a lot to deal with. Yeah. Mm. Definitely a lot. I mean, he's uh, got those sort of Klitschko shoulder. He's got like those smaller sh- Klitschko shoulder pads yeah. thing going on with his dressing yeah. gown. Yeah, well, <laughs> so he looks a bit oh, bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, he's um, an absolute unit. I mean, when you saw him in the unit. ring yeah. after the fight, I mean, just his arms next to Klitschko, his arms were absolutely massive. They yeah. were like my legs. I've yeah. got big legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah. The, but that's what I wanted to say, guys, anyway. So, well done for having a great show, and I'll be listening again next week. Cheers. Um, Cheers. Keep up the good work. Thank Cheers. Thanks, much, Jeff. Man. Speak to you soon. All right. See you, guys. Cheers. Cheers. No, so um, that was great, and that's good to get some more callers just uh, giving some knowledge and mm. going to the fight. So, so that's been it. That's it for this week's folks. So, follow us on uh, Raps on TV at, on our Instagram. Lo- Gary, do you want to quickly give out your Twitter handle? Yeah, Gary Logan 68 Gary Logan in them. Anything you want to say to the fans? Oh, no, fine. thank you for listening again, guys, and uh, ho- hope to hear you next week on next week's show. Definitely, no. So thank you very much, and um, keep listening, keep following us, liking, sharing. Um, we're trying to grow this brand of Raps on TV. Wraps up. Cheers. Thank bro. you.